Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. All right, what's up, guys? The red light is on. It's Wednesday night, and it's Valentine's, but it's also UFC 298 week. Absolutely stacked, and I'm not coming alone. I'm Dave Anoka. To my left, the fight of fight bananas, Miss L Dawson. L, how are you? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. I'm stoked that we're still doing a show because this card is way, way too good for us to skip a week of betting bananas. Uh, dude, it's Valentine's Day. Where else would you want to be, Elvin, just talking with me about MMA? What else do I do? Literally <laughs> nothing. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. It's a pay-per-view week, so we are lucky enough to bring our main man. We, uh, I think it's been like four or five PPVs in a row. And when we were talking, uh, Elle and I were like, dude, we got to get Rafael back on. It's a pay-per-view week. Rafael Esparza, my man, how are you doing? I am doing well. It is Valentine's Day week, but after I'm done here, I got a great prep bets because I have Tournament of Champions Food Network prep bets out there. So I have to watch the live uh, the live show uh, tonight, which I did talk to Bobby Flay over on Super Bowl weekend. He said that was crazy that I do Food Network betting odds, but that's another story. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, I do Food Network stuff, right? I do anything. I'll put eyes on it. David's on guy. He's on my email chain. He I sees. The, I was just gonna say that I love the emails. It's awesome, <laughs> I, and I'm like, doo, 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 doo. I'm missing out. I need to I, know. I, I have your email. Out. If you want, if I'll put you on the media list. But I'm sorry, some stuff might be rough. Some stuff may be funny. Some stuff you'd be like, holy cow, people actually bet on this. Am I right, David? You are right, my man. It's. I, it, a Tuesday is the moon going to come out on a Tuesday night? We bet on anything. We do it all. I'm doing Deadpool two odds. How many times are going to say the f word in the movie? I mean, I got that. That'll be coming out in two days. I'm still studying that, so yeah, I got crazy stuff. Very cool. All right, guys, let's get right into it. There's so much, and we talked about it yesterday. Our live show. I love the main event. I love the main card. It's incredible. There might be a gem or two on the prelims, but I I think we will talk a lot about probably those big four fights. Um, Elvis, start with you with your absolute best bet on this card. That's win money and keep it moving. What's your best bet? I, I have to go straight to the main event here. And there's what, how often are we going to get Alexander Volkanovsky at minus 125 at featherweight? Like that may never happen again until it's a fight that he absolutely is not going to win. And this is such a winnable fight for Alexander Volkanovsky right here. I don't want to count out Ilya Taporia. And I know, Dave, you think like this is his time and this is his moment. Is and it very this well may be. It this very it. well may be. But as we saw last week and as we've seen religiously over the last several pay-per-views as well, when these young fellas are coming up against a, a veteran with so much cage time like Alexander Volkanovsky – it, it just, they aren't quite ready. And I expect Ilya's best rounds to be early in the fight. And I think as the fight goes on, the better and better that is for Alexander Volkanovsky, who has just been in there with the best. He is so durable. He, I mean, I can't really think of a time that he got like rocked really 
heavily at featherweight. And I truly believe that the odds would not look anything like this if he had not taken that second fight against Islam Makashev. If, if, if Volkanovsky was coming off of a super close fight, as some people would put it, against Islam the first time, and then a crazy dominant performance over Yair Rodriguez, and then going straight into this fight, I don't think that the odds would look anything like they do right now. And I understand four months after getting knocked out, yes, all of these factors exist. And Dave's favorite stat ever is guys over 35 going into title fights are two and 31. But Alexander Volkanovsky does not have the wear and tear on him that a lot of those other guys over four, over 35 have. I just don't think it's time to count Alex out yet. And the value is too good not to at least bet on it. All right, L, I love you. I respect you so damn much, Miss <laughs> L. Dawson. Raphael, you were just out there in Las Vegas last week for Super Bowl week, right? Yes, I was. When you went outside of the beautiful uh, convention center that you guys were at or wherever you stayed, when you walked out there, did you see very, very tall buildings everywhere you go in Las Vegas? Yes, I did. The lights are, the lights are always on. They're always on. They always pay their bills on time. The electric bill, the water bill is paid on time because they win. Why is old Alexander Volkanovsky such a just barely slight favorite? Because I think Las Vegas knows this is it. This is time. Deporia is a real one. He is a bona fide, will be world champion. This is it. It's happening Saturday night, guys. Deporia is going to get the job done. I feel really confident about it. The one urge, I agree with you. There's a lot of, you know, fourth, fifth round that see. The thing I would say is I never seen what happened if Volkanowski goes wrestling heavy. Like, hey, let's not strike with this guy. Deporia's got a masterful jab, masterful boxing skills. Let's wrestle him. Let's wrestle him for 25 minutes, a boring fight, but let's win and keep moving. That would that would scare me a little bit if, if he tells me that's my game plan because we just really haven't seen it with Deporia. We haven't seen him defend wrestling right. for 25 minutes. And I think Volkanowski is the better grappler. But if he stands with this man, especially in the first seven minutes, I think Taporia is going to put him out. I think he's going to put him out quick. I got Taporia, TKO, and New winning the championship. Rafael, am I crazy? Well, what's what's up? Well, Al nailed it. The longer this fight goes, the better for Volko. Uh, you, you were right. Uh, the jab has to go for Tapura if he wants to win early. Uh, but the longer the, if this goes to the, if this goes past the second, third round, Tapura is done because Volkanovski is just going to wrestle and win the third, fourth, and fifth, and, and, and win a, maybe a split decision or something like that. I, I like to over under prop. If I haven't pulled the trigger on who I like on this one, I, I like the experience, even though he's 35, because I think it's going to go over the round prop. I think it's going to go over three and a half rounds. So I, if that's the case, then I'm sorry. Give me, give me a 35-year-old experience that I think he's going to – he learned. Because this would have been close probably minus 160, 165 if he didn't lose his last fight. I mean, the way he looked against Rodriguez, he looked – he didn't look like 34. I think he was only 34 at the time. I don't I don't remember. But uh, he didn't look like that 34-year-old. He, he, he was wrestling. He was taking punches. He was uh, he was staying a distance because Rodriguez had the length on him, had the jab length on him. Uh, the longer this fight goes, David, uh, I, I would be worried. But I, I'm like L. If this fight goes long, I think Volkov uh, still is the champ. My, my just... thing here. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say just a real quick, real quick analogy. I think it's perfect. Alexander Volkanovsky, a pound-for-pound pound type of guy. How about Kamar Usman, a pound-for-pound pound type, one of the great welterweights of all time, gets TKO'd, and that's it. Three straight losses for now, Kamar Usman. 
in MMA, when you're at the top level, and when you get in those mid-30s and getting later and you lose one, especially via a knockout, that's it. You go down and you go down quick. This is a hard-ass cold sport. And I think Taporia, I just don't think he's – I don't think he's a flashy up-and-comer type. I think he is the guy. I think he is one of those McGregor, O'Malley types. I think he's really, really legitimate. I got Taporia, but El, please rebuttal. No, my, my rebuttal to that is that there's – two big asterisks on the comparison between Volk and Usman. One is that Usman had a lot more miles on him. He was already having knee hip problems. Like I feel like we had started to see him slow down already. And it was in his own weight class. When, when you lose in your weight class, it's a whole lot different than man. I took a big risk, short notice went up, against one of the pound for pound greats. And I just came up a little short. I think that that doesn't wear on you mentally in the same way. And and with Taporia, I absolutely think the UFC is making the right decision, putting him in this title shot spot right now, before there's an opportunity for a Max Holloway, a Yair Rodriguez or an Arnold Allen to get rid of him as a contender. Cause we need those contenders. We need those young guys to fight Volk because we've seen Volk fight all these other guys. So I think it's the right decision, but my hesitation comes where we just haven't seen Taporia in a fight like that before with somebody who can fight back with him. Like we've barely seen him see adversity so far. And and Dave made a really good point uh, yesterday on the live show where he's like, you don't know what you don't know. And it's like, yeah, maybe he just doesn't know how to lose. And that might be really great for him. But let's say he does empty his tank in the first two rounds and he can't put Volkanovsky away. Can he keep that same pace? And, and will he be able to keep that same mental game going through rounds three, four, five, as Volk starts to find his pace? Can he handle somebody, you know, hammering back at him? That's what we just haven't seen yet from Ilya Taporia. Now for a betting perspective, if you like Volkanovsky, I would say wait. I mean, this number opened up minus 145, and I think it's going to continue to come down. I would not be shocked if we see minus 120, maybe minus 117. I don't think minus 115 that low uh, would go, but I would say wait. Maybe wait to see what the weigh-in does, uh, the numbers do on that one. I don't see him going way back up to minus 155. No way, because I know the books are heavy uh, on the challenger as of right now. There we go. I love that. Thank you, uh, Raphael. Um, Curtis threw that out there about Romoff, uh, copy off about an underdog. That uh, Curtis is a really good MMA journalist. That gets us right into our best underdog. L, you even said Roman earlier yesterday on the live show. Is he still your betting bananas underdog, or do you got someone else? No, Curtis nailed it. Absolutely. I I feel like this should have been a pick 'em fight on the odds. And to see such a wide line between yeah. Roman Kapilov and, and Fluffy here, I think like plus 215 is great value for Roman Kapilov. There are absolutely some issues that Roman Kapilov could have fighting a guy like Fluffy Hernandez with the, his cardio. Kapilov can slow down. He showed some issues with his grappling in the Duryov fight. I know he also got submitted by Carl Robertson, but I don't see that as a I didn't see that as a discrepancy with his grappling so much as he was just absolutely gassed. It was his debut. He got ass beat for three full rounds. And then he, you know, he got taken down and he, he was broken at that point. 
I feel like Duryov is a much better wrestler with much better control than Anthony Hernandez. Here's an Anthony Hernandez stat for you. The dude averages seven takedowns a round. Sorry, a fight, a fight. What that means is that he's not holding you down. Like that's, wow, that's a lot of takedowns. But that also, if you really look between, read between the lines there, it means that he's not taking you down, taking you back and your back and controlling you for that entire round. So if Kapilov, who is very tough, as he showed in the Dryov fight, that fight absolutely could have been stopped. He was in several submission attempts. If he didn't get finished by Dryov in that fight, and we've seen him just do increasingly better with his takedown defense since that fight, I don't see that happening here either. I think Hernandez likely will win the third round because he has cardio for days and Kapilov does not. But I expect Kapilov to really, if he does not finish him in the first two rounds, he will win them convincingly. And you get enough value with the money line there. I I watched both guys fight uh, Fremd today, earlier. And man, Fremd had a close fight. Like he had some moments where he almost finished Anthony Hernandez on a short notice debut and man, Kapilov absolutely annihilated Frank. Right. Like and he you, just his kicks are so fast. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, uh, MMA math sometimes doesn't make sense, but that's a great point. Great stat, and I will double down on that stat, Raphael. You understand this? Uh, Ric Flair was a sixteen-time world champion, but that means he had to lose it sixteen times. Uh, you know, and Fluffy Hernandez, uh, that's a lot of takedowns, but goddamn, hold the man down. Get a submission. You're letting him up seven times if you're getting him down seven. So I like that. Uh, Roth, do you like that underdog? Is there another underdog you like on the main card or an under on the prelims? What are you looking at as an underdog? That, that one scares me because not public money came in because this one opened up Anthony minus 180 and quickly, I mean, quickly got bet up. But it was sharp money. It wasn't. It wasn't public money. It was sharp money. So when sharp money comes like that and moves it 60, 65 cents, they know something. Then I take a little bit step back. Okay, do what am I not seeing? What am I not hearing? What am I not reading? Uh, stuff like that. I like it, but like I said, when I see that type of fluctuation yeah. with money coming in, then I have to take a step back and say, you know what? Let me just watch this, enjoy it, and hopefully the bosses don't kill me if we get crushed. But I'm sticking with the ladies because who won last time I was on here? I'm trying to think. Who did I have? I can't remember who I had. It was she won the belt. So brand new, has a brand new baby. Oh, right. Well, Kel Pennington. Yeah. She was almost a three. Yeah. Three to one dog. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. I cashed on that one. And I'm sticking with the ladies. I'm going to take a Brazilian. A Brazilian is going to win this one. Mackenzie Dern, because they're both Brazilian. But I want to take Mackenzie Dern. I know she split her last four fights. Both of them are coming off losses, bad losses, I, I believe, too. I just thought, I thought their egos not only lost, but when they both lost, got out of the octagon, you could see like their their egos or, or they were still in the octagon when they were walking out of the octagon. I think they were both just a little shell shocked. I think Mackenzie Dern, I just think the height is going to bother Lemos. I think, uh, I know Lemos has the better jab quicker and all that but i think the grappling and uh is going to be the reason why i think mckenzie during wins this one I, again i'm gonna take plus money i was a little i was a little shocked that i was gonna get plus 125 and it's going upwards uh it, it went down she opened up uh limo's opened up as minus 260 tons of money came in on mckenzie and now it's coming back up on that one so i'm gonna stick with the plus money on the ladies and hopefully i guys can go two for two so then i can come back and do my rick flair Woo! catch two tickets does like the that. the last fight for these girls not concern you? Like you have Lamos who went to a decision oh, with Chang 
It does. Mackenzie Dern, who really struggled with the striking of Jessica Andrade, and Lamos has that power. I, I don't. I, I, I think Andrade's power is a little bit more powerful. I think hers is a little bit more. And Andrade goes to the body first, and Dan headshots, which I don't think Lamos does. I think that's what bothered because Mackenzie's a taller fighter, so yeah. uh, I thought the body punches really hurt her uh, in that one. But I, I am. But like I said, I just think uh, I did. Here's another one. The longer this fight goes, the better for me because I think uh, yeah, just going to be she's going to be throwing out a lot of punches yeah, and she might gas out. So I yeah, think yeah. maybe the grappling can help help out. If you gas out against a grappler, that's like that's yeah. that's misery. That's that's where you get submitted late second, early third. So all right, two dogs. That's that's kind of conversate about one. I, I think I'm leaning. The more it goes into the week, and me and El talked about this. I think I'm all on Jeff Neal this week. I, I don't know what it is. I almost had – I almost picked that. Dude, Jeff Neal is one of those guys. He loses to maybe guys he shouldn't. Uh, he fights nothing but the best guys. But when Jeff Neal is on, when he's on, there's almost no one better in the world. Like, he's just one of those types. And I, I hate to say it. I hate to go there. The man wore your shirt where you were, you know, with a DUI. Like, I think there's some bad blood. There's something you don't poke the bear. You don't poke Kobe Bryant. You don't poke the bear. I think uh, Ian Gary went wrong here by poking Jeff Neal. I think he's going to get it done. I can see a TKO. I think Jeff Neal kind of shocks the world. I like Jeff Neal a lot. Then one above him, Henry Cejudo and Marab Davalashvili. I kind of want to go. I really want both your takes because, like, I see both sides, right? So let's just start with Henry. Henry's a big dog. That's like Henry Cejudo, yeah. another dog that's wild. He just fought Aljamain Sterling nine months ago for the championship and it was a split decision like one judge had him winning the other judge was one point one round away if one judge gets it the other round suhudo's the champ and he's back and you know he's against anyone he would be the favorite i would assume so i i think it's wild that we're so high and that low but marab's a monster like i get it i absolutely understand it but i will say this and my last thing on marab his last three fights Jan, jose and Mar- uh, martha Marais. Not grappler types, right? Not like Russell and base types. And Henry Cejudo has a goddamn gold medal around his neck. So, like, I'm really intrigued to see that fight. I think I'm leaning Marab, but, like, I do not like the juice. Like, I think if I'm going to bet on it, I think I bet Cejudo because, I, I, you know, plus I think last time I saw 245, 230. So, uh, I, I like Cejudo, and I think I uh, like Jeff Neal with the TKO. Cejudo, yeah, the retirement talk came out today. Yeah, uh, he said if he loses, he's probably if he so, loses because yeah. I think he knows like what am but I doing? If I lose when, to Marab, I'm out. When you say that, and Al, you're the, you, you would probably say that when you say that coming into a fight, then you haven't doubt already coming into the fight. So I, I don't like that. I used to uh, boxers used to tell me that all the time when I was in Chicago and when I was doing odds for stuff like that for like Golden Gloves and all that. And trainers would always tell me to like if you hear the R word uh, coming out of an older fighter before the fight. They have doubt, and and, and I think that's why the money came flooded in today. I mean, uh, boom! I saw uh, not one but two uh, good in the five-digit no, uh, uh, money come in against him. And I just I just think people see that. Hey, if, you, if there's a doubt in your eyes already, yeah, they don't want to hear that. Especially yeah. money doesn't. I I don't like that that talk either. Even from a guy like Henry Cejudo, actually, especially from a guy like Henry Cejudo. I was shocked. I was shocked to read that. Yeah, I feel like he's not happy unless he's competing. And and that's why I think he's going to be involved in the sport forever, whether it's coaching. Like, I feel like that's why he had immediately, as soon as he retired the first time, he immediately was like, oh, I'm going to build a team of world champions. Like, I have to coach. 
And then yeah. I think he probably got the itch. He saw, you know, the belt changing hands, things like that. And he's like, oh, I should come back. So it's a, I, with all of that, I, I agree. I don't like hearing that from a guy who I know loves to compete so much. It's like, ah, I, I agree with you. I, that kind of worries me too. I also, the cage wrestling in the Aljo fight was a huge, huge benefit to Aljo here. And I right. think Rob is one of the best on the cage. Yeah. I, I agree. So good. And so that, that little factor, it, it's a, it's a really close fight. I would, I'm kind of on Dave's side here where it's like, okay, this is a pick em, So should I just put plus money at least a little bit, you know, because yeah, it's yeah. yeah. but I'm with you all the way on Jeff Neal. I, Ian Gary going up to him, trying to be his buddy. Yeah. Um, day. Don't like it out. Like it's not Ian Gary. It's wrong. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I think it just goes to show that he's not, he's still not mentally recovered from all that negative public attention he was getting. Otherwise he would be out there and he would be willing to accept some of that negativity coming his way. And he's not, he's so quiet. And I, I don't new camp, new personality, too many new things against a guy like Jeff Neal after what he did to freaking Vicente Luque, who I still think would have crushed Ian Gary that night. I man, I I love Neil here. I think it's a great underdog. I agree. I'm a Southpaw myself. The only thing that bothers me when I watch Neil for some odd reason, his punches seem like they're the slowest punches in the world when he throws his left hand of it. To the, but they're powerful. They're but powerful. I mean, I, he's putting it's, it, just, it's just so slow. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, but I I agree with you. I'm a big Neil fan. Uh, again, like I said, I'm a Southpaw myself. So. And, and I, Ian Gary, I think his he may he may be physically ready, but I don't think he's mental ready. Right. I and I, you know, L. I know that sounds so stupid. Like I, I would think the game itself. We've seen champions that are not chiseled out of stone out of granite. Like the, you know, of course it helps and all that nature. But I think in MMA, where you at mentally and how hungry you are, and that's one reason I do like Marab. Like. Henry Cejudo has made millions of dollars. He's been a champion three times over and all that stuff. Marab has never got that. Like, he's so hungry for that. If he beats Cejudo, the UFC needs to be like, there's no way he doesn't get the title shot. He got the jacket from Sugar Sean O'Malley. If O'Malley takes care of Vera, it's so simple. Marab and and, um, and Sugar Sean, probably late in the summer, maybe early fall. So I think, I think Marab has a lot to fight for this Saturday night. All right, a lot of underdogs there. Even the first fight of the night, Andrea Lee, Miranda Maverick. But let's go three-fight parlay. Uh, L. Dawson used to be absolute money. It was like 2023, and L. Dawson was doing three-fight parlays like left and right. My kids Bruh. had so many. My girls had like dresses for Easter, yeah. dresses for Valentine's. L's driving a new car, a new car every month. I mean, I do got a new one, but we'll talk about that at another time. But <laughs> my girls, we, we haven't got a dress in like six weeks, L. Can we get a three-fight parlay? Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling okay. about this. I like so this. Uh, it made me feel good that you agreed with me on this earlier, Raphael. But I have the main event goes the over three and a half. Yep. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> I, that is my first leg. I think when whoever wins that fight, yep. I absolutely think it is either going to be a very late finish or a decision. Um, like I said earlier, I just I expect Ilya to be really tough early. And I think that obviously Volkanovsky is not the biggest finisher uh, at featherweight. Like we've seen him finish fights, but he is an absolute master at just his, his the way he adjusts in fights. His in-fight adjustments and his fight IQ and his range control and his pace are just so good 
So I expect him, I expect both guys to be able to fight for five rounds. I just expect Volk to be able to fight a little bit better for five rounds. But the, the main event's going the over uh, with no winner on that pick. And then Robert Whitaker is going to get it done over Paulo Costa. Okay. Um, I, I honestly, this was another line where I was like, this is closer than it probably should be. I understand Whitaker's coming off of a loss, but man, the dude is so well-rounded. I've heard oh, a lot man. of people are like, oh, he's washed because yeah. he lost to the champ. But DDP is huge. He's got cardio for days and he's world-class at making you look bad. And he's Paulo Costa, like you just don't know, you don't know what you are in there for and all of a sudden it's like whoa what is happening it's just he he fights a wonky style no and he's so hard to fight he's so hard to yeah. fight and Paulo Costa doesn't throw the volume that DDP throws Whitaker his footwork and his movement are going to keep him safe for the first round and then he's going to do whatever he wants in rounds two and three I think he can out wrestle out strike just out vet Paulo Costa here um, and, and once again, the longer the fight goes on here, the better it is yeah. for Whitaker. And yeah. he just, in my opinion, he just has to survive those first three, four minutes. And I don't expect. Late kicks, are, late kicks are going to be huge yeah. for Whitaker in this I one. Cause, cause uh, Carlos is just, he's, I don't want to say he's slow, but if you can get him in his legs early, he gets very cautious and he starts going to the other leg. And then he's, then he's off balance the whole fight. hundred percent. Right. And he plots, he plots like he's either. He, he's stationary or he's exploding. Like Whitaker is always moving. He has such great movement and he's, he's very elusive with the way he strikes and that in and out movement. I think he's going to bait Paula Costa in. He's going to land the bigger shots. I would expect it to go to a decision for Whitaker, but I mean, I could see a later finish as well there, but just Whitaker at the money line. And then right. I have an underdog for my third leg. Um, nice. I really like Brenson Ribeiro over John okay. Young. Um, I was really looking at some of these guys' previous films. I know, I know these guys are both like they're both new to the UFC, so it can be hard to find film on both of them. But looking at their strength of schedules and who they fought, Zhang Mingyang's strength of schedule is rough. Like lots of losing records, lots of guys with very few fights. And man, Brenson Ribeiro has fought some tough dudes. Like he has yeah. taken some tough fights outside the UFC and I commend him for that. And he had a tough fight on contender series as well. And Bruno Lopez and a heavy hitter at that too. Bruno Lopez is a like dude has power and right. really phenomenal and like fantastic grappling and great finishing ability. And he dealt with him. He, he moves so much. I feel like he'll be able to deal with that early onslaught of Zhang Mingyang. And I think Zhang is just a, he's a, it's shotgun blast. Like I think he's going to burn himself out in that first round. And I think that Brenson will put him away, but just him at the money line is enough value for me. Also just another little tidbit. Uh, Zhang lost to, um, I always forget his name, but the guy who faked his record and it turns out and oh. got signed somehow and then lost yeah. to Alonzo Menafield. And it turns out his record is like yeah. 18 and 13. It's like really, really bad. Yeah. He beat Zhang uh, a couple of years back, and I, I was looking at that fight. And man, I just don't think, I don't think he's quite UFC caliber yet. I think he right. needs to, to. I think he needs to get rid of some of the mistakes that he's making in the cage. He's getting away with those mistakes at the level of guys that he's fighting right now. Um, his last fight, man, he fought with his hands down the whole time, and the guy was throwing. He just wasn't. 
He wasn't explosive like Brenson Ribeiro was. He wasn't longer like Brenson Ribeiro is. And he didn't have the same power that Ribeiro has. So I don't think he's going to be able to fight the way he fights against a guy like Ribeiro. And he's pretty good odds as well. Pretty good value. Yeah, plus 100. So let's add those up. Vulcan, uh, Taporia over three and a half. Whitaker on the W and the underdog, Brenson uh, Ribeiro to win. That's plus 390, L. I like that. Plus a little 390, $10 to win $39. If you're a Dave Van Alken type, you might put a hundo on it to win 390. Roth, I'll put 500 on the Niners on Sunday. I'm dying over here. I'm dying uh, over here. I had, an, I had the Niners as well. So it's, it's, it was, what? it was, a, it was, brutal. I've been digging ditches all week, Rafael. I got a third job just to pay off my 49ers bet. It's, it's I was on a strip collecting cans uh, from, from uh, Tropic, uh, from Tropicana all the way to the Bellagio, just collecting uh, cans to, to help, to help pay off that one. So how do you like, you like that parlay plus three nineties? I love the Whitaker play. I, the, the, I love the Whitaker play. That's, and then we already talked about the overplay yeah. uh, on that one. So yeah, I, but I'm going to look, I'm going to look into the other one over Barrow's ring, but I didn't really d- dissect in that one uh, and stuff like that. I'm going to definitely uh, see if I can find some tape Maybe on Ron, it as how about, well. Uh, you do over three and a half uh, top and bulk. You go with Whitaker. Then you might even slide in Mackenzie Dern for a little bit more juice over Roberto. If you're high on Mackenzie Dern. Well, first of all, I don't parlay, so <laughs> you know my rules on that one. But uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I have to see if they go two and two. Uh, I, I have to see if I can go two and two for the ladies, so I can uh, come back on UFC two ninety nine, uh, maybe UFC three hundred. If we ever find out there is going to be a main event, to talk to Dana White on Super Bowl weekend It was hilarious uh, and stuff like that. But uh, it should be it should be interesting for what's going on at that no, one. No one knows what the main event is. I'm, I'm over it. I'm like. I just want them to uh, just just say it's Gaethje and Max Holloway. Don't add another fight. Let's just move on. Like, I'm over it. I really am. Like, this has been a, a mystery that, like, it's a movie, and it's like you all of a sudden they give you the end, and it's like, eh? Like, I don't know. I got a bad feeling. One of the Fertitas told me over the weekend, says, if this was if this was back in the early 2000s, we would have had this announced two months. It would have been Lesnar, Rousey, something like that. We would have had posters, shirts selling already, like they did in one one hundred and two hundred, which I was at at both events. He's like, he's like, these days of fighters, and and he gave me a wink and he just walked away. <laughs> I, like I told you, a birdie told me that it was Tom Aspinall. They had Tom Aspinall is pretty locked for that main event spot, and they they worked hard for Lesnar, and then everything happened to him. They were working really hard for Fedor uh, Elomenko. That yeah. didn't happen. You know, there's been a lot of talks with uh, Alex, you know, and it looks like he doesn't want to move up. He's going to main event 301, I hear, uh, for the light heavyweight championship. So I don't put know. The, put the bloodline versus uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth wow. Rollins and bring Dean Ambrose back. We'll have a, a, a triple threat in, in a wow. cage match. That'd be I fantastic. L. Dawson didn't get one word of that, but Ron, it was amazing. That was good stuff. Just speaking Spanish to me. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I have no desire to see Brock Lesnar or Fedor. Maybe Brock. Fedor's Fedor's needs to not fight. I heard. I heard his knees really, really bad right now. Brock's L- no uh, Fedor. Every, yeah. Everything yeah. on Fedor is yeah. really bad right now. That's true. Good point. Good point. Not fight again. L, tell me if you're too, totally disappointed that is very logical, makes sense. It's a fight that they can make. And tell me, but if would you be super mad? First one, Aspinall versus Cyril gone. Would you be just totally bummed? Okay. Yeah. That's Second one. Be, yeah. The other one, Leon Edwards and Bilal. Are you just totally bummed for that? 
I'd be less bummed for Leon and Bilal. Okay. Both fights are going to be boring, but at least one will be a boring welterweight fight, which is always going to be more exciting than a boring heavyweight fight. I agree in that. So, yeah, unless agree. Aspinall starches Cyril gone really early, which would be the only way that fight is not good. the most boring Cyril gone fight of all time. All right, just, we, went, we, we went over 30 minutes on Valentine's. Guys, <laughs> UFC 298 Saturday night, absolutely stacked. Volkanovski, Taporia, Whitaker, Costa, Cejudo, Marab, and then Ian Gary is going to get knocked out by Jeff Neal. I don't know. You heard it here from Fight Bananas. Rafael, anything off? Uh, anything else? You're, I know you're doing a lot of things lately, podcasting, you're doing all types of stuff. Yes, the- uh, that's off the, off the top of, like I said, my new show, uh, NGBN TV. I, I talked about that. That launched, we launched it more on the, over at Tubo Media Week. Did a lot, had a lot of interviews. Steve Largent, Jerry Rice, uh, talking, talking, talking NFL. My cat just jumped on my video right here. Uh, <laughs> talking, talking to NFL guys about mental health. And stuff like that was such eye opening, and how they handle getting getting out of the, the taking off the pads and be, being a normal life and stuff like that is just was very eye opening. And hearing other like big man like these 200, 250 pounds six six guys talking about how they can't handle now not the competitiveness anymore or they pay mad investments. And it's just it was just eye opening and stuff like that. And they tell me they're on my email chain too. Like some days we read your we read your uh, odds on movies and stuff like that. And I get a laugh early in the morning. And one guy, one football player, I'm not gonna mention his name. He says he goes when I was reading your AVN porn award odds. He goes I had a horrible evening and I didn't want to get out of bed and I was just looking through my phone and I was laughing so hard. Uh, just that you had to do all that. He's like he goes I want to say thank you for getting me out of bed that day. So. Like I said, I, I was glad uh, that I got to talk Never to those done. guys. It was it was eye opening, but it was very fun. Very cool, very cool. Um, real quick before we do leave, this uh, UFC two ninety eight, Jillian the Savage Robertson has a free giveaway. Go on our Instagram or her Instagram. Pick the three winners: the Marab fight, the Whitaker fight, and the Volkanovski fight. If you get them right, and we pick you, Jillian the Savage Robertson, we're gonna send you a shirt right to your house. You tell nice. us what size you want. We're sending it to you. Next month for USC 299, we might have someone else, maybe a uh, loving husband of uh, L. Dawson doing that. Ooh, I hope I can do it. Hope I can do it. Hope I can do it. <laughs> we need to have every great review, Raphael. We, like, <laughs> this is a, a great tradition. We need to keep this up. Also, Saturday, come join Immortals Fight Club and MMA Bet Club on X. We do a space every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you don't like our picks, you can join and hear the rest of the the cruise picks as well uh before you place your final bets so please join us oh uh, what, cool. what's going on with live train i saw a really nice ig video of yourself kicking windows and stuff well it's clearly old because yes. i am not kicking anything yeah. uh these days but um yeah so live trained is also live as well um you can take some of my classes on their site oh, um, nice. I- uh, mma um i have a band series it's like just mma fitness so there's some MMA elements and some uh, lifting elements and and just weight training elements as well. So yeah, please go check those out. They're a lot of fun. Um, are they I good will... for Are they good for a fifty year old man who just uh, sit around and read all day and just statistics they're all day? They're they're very the beginner point. friendly. <laughs> Body weight. You don't have to have any equipment. Yeah, do it and send me a video because I definitely want to see that. Uh, you, don't, will... you don't want to see that. That'd be a, that'd be America's funniest videos. You don't want to see that. <laughs> 
Uh, we're all plugging. So last plug, March 2nd, Game Bread Bare Knuckle MMA in Orlando, Florida at the Kia Center. I just had a really good phone call with people with Game Bread earlier today. You want to be here in Orlando. We might do two or three funky, out-of-the-box, different stuff where there might be a cage all around Orlando, Florida. So make sure you come Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's going to be some fun stuff. You might see yours truly on the hot mic. So uh, going to be great Saturday, March 2nd. But, guys, enjoy UFC 298. Rafael Esparza, thank you so much. The Ruthless One, L. Dawson. I'm Dave Van Auk. We'll see you guys next Wednesday night here at Ben & Bananas.